0: What is up everyone, welcome back to another video. Today I'm gonna be having a look at the most important position in FPL midfielders. There are so many good options and I'm gonna be showing you the ones you need to own in your FPL teams. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and today we are taking you through the top midfielders that you need to be buying and you need to be owning in FPL. We're going to go through all the price points like we do with defenders and I'm going to talk you through the best options in each of those individual price points. So we're going to dive straight in. If you haven't already, please make sure you've liked the video. We'll try and hit 1000 likes on this and subscribe if you are enjoying. We are less than three weeks away from the start of the season. We're almost two weeks away. We've got so much content coming your way. Daily uploads are on the horizon. So the number one pick, of course, the most expensive midfielder in the game, the one that is causing a lot of debate in our FPL drafts at the moment is Mohamed Salah of Liverpool. 12.5 million and currently in about one in four teams, which I feel like is the lowest ownership we've seen in game week one since Salah has joined the league. And now that is because a lot of the other midfielders that we've looked at During this video, have seen their prices be a lot lower compared to Salah than maybe we thought they would be. So the likes of Bukayo Saka, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Phil Foden, as well, there is a big price difference there that maybe we don't need to be going and investing in. Now Salah is a good asset. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's not. He's not in my current draft, but he's still a good asset. Still probably likely to be the first or second most highly scoring player in FPL this season, competing with Erling Haaland. If you look at how he finished the season, it was really strong, and we do expect him to. continue that form into next season he averaged over 0.5 expected goals per 90 minutes that he's on the pitch which is a crazy return if you add that with his expected assists that's almost a 75 percent chance of getting a return in every single match he got 19 goals and 13 assists in what was a bad season for Mohamed salah last season 239 points over six and a half points per 90 minutes as well that he's on the pitch his form last season was mixed but he's still getting incredible FPL returns. Now, the potential is the fixtures. If we look at the opening few, Chelsea away and Newcastle away in the first three, but that Bournemouth at home fixture is one. If you don't own him like me, you're going to be scared going into that fixture. Now, it's just whether you feel like you can do more with your squad if you don't have Salah in it because we're unlikely to captain him. If you look at the first six fixtures, he's probably only going to be captain maybe in that Bournemouth at home fixture when you do compare the fixtures that Erling Haaland does have for those opening runner fixtures. So, If you think your squad is better without him, like I do, that's why he's not in there. I still think he's a fantastic asset. I still think he'll be the second highest scoring player in FPL. Next up, we jump down to 9 million, and that is Marcus Rashford, which means, of course, we skip out Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne does look like he's going to be back for the start of the season, but there's absolutely no way I'm paying 10.5 million for Kevin De Bruyne this season. Marcus Rashford, in at 9 million, is one of the most popular midfielders in the game at the moment, at 43% owned. For good reason. Averaging almost 0.5 expected goals per 90 minutes. He scored 205 points last season with 17 goals. Did get some assists. Very weighted to the second half of last season as well. Which is why there was such a big price increase for him. Wolves at home. Nottingham Forest at home. Particularly in the first three is why a lot of people are flocking to him. Thinking that he is a good option. And I have him in my draft and I think he is a great pick. The issue with him is potentially you could look at the likes of Bruno Fernandes. It does save half a million on you, but I do think that Marcus Rashford is the better of them. There are 14 midfielders to get through in this video, so I'm not going to talk about all of them in loads of detail, but I do think Marcus Rashford is the best one we could go for. He might be starting up front to start the season, even if they sign a new striker, just because it might take him time to be embedded into the system. So at 9 million with the opening fixtures, I think he's worth it. Next up is another Manchester United player. And of course, that means we've missed out Min Son. I don't think Son at 9 million is worth starting the season with. Their fixtures don't get good until about game week four. So if you are considering Son, I would start with one of the other midfielders we've got here. Potentially consider moving if we see a little bit more for him. But I'm not advising owning Son for the start of the season, which is why we've jumped down to another Manchester United option in Bruno Fernandes. He's still highly owned in about one in three teams. But again, did really well last season. 176 points, just under five points per 90 minutes. So that is just a little bit lower than we saw with Marcus Rashford, who was averaging just over six points per 90 minutes, which is why I think Marcus Rashford is worth the additional 0.5 on Bruno Fernandes. However, with Mason Mount signing, I'm a little bit unsure exactly what that's going to mean for the positioning. It does feel like Mason Mount's going to play a little bit deeper for Bruno Fernandes, but we know that Mason Mount does like to get forward. We do know that he likes to get in the box. There might be games, there might be times during matches that it is Mason Mount that goes forward and it is Bruno Fernandes that holds back. Now, Fernandes like to be on all set pieces. He's likely to be on penalties as well, which is why I still think he's a really nice asset, but I don't think he's as good as Marcus Rashford. So if you're going with Fernandes, it's because you need to save that 0.5 or because you're going for a double up in midfield now the second 8.5 midfielder is the most highly owned midfielder in fpl at the moment and that is bakayo saka i have nothing but good things to say about bakayo saka as a midfielder and i think he deserves to be the most highly owned midfielder in fpl at the moment one of the most highly owned players Outside of Erling Haaland, of course, the fixtures to start the season are great Nottingham Forest at home, Fulham at home, Everton away, Crystal Palace away All in their first five fixtures Bakayasaka Saka is also the most nailed of those Manchester United midfielders It looks like there may be a bit of rotation on the left-hand side between Trossard and Martinelli Odegaard is probably also pretty nailed, but at the same price as Saka I just can't see a reason why we should be going and buying Odegaard over Bakayasaka. Saka A double up again, you might want to consider, but For me, he's not worth the price that he is at the moment. 8 million, it would have been a good pick, but 0.5 too much for Odegaard, I think. Havertz does look like he's playing a little bit deeper, but still, if they're only going to be playing one defensive midfielder with Odegaard and Havertz, I can't see Odegaard being quite as focal as maybe he was last season. I think they'll be playing with two midfielders in and around together because a deep habit just seems like a crazy decision to me. He is on penalties as well. He got double-digit goals and double-digit assists last season, 14 and 12 of those, averaging over five and a half points per start. He's in my draft and I don't see him going anywhere. Jumping down, I do think that there is another Arsenal mid that we should start the season considering and that is Martinelli at 8 million I think it's worth saving the 0.5 over Odegaard Martinelli has looked good in preseason and although I think there'll be rotation with Trossard particularly when Champions League starts I do think that Martinelli will be first choice going into the start of the season the thing I love about Martinelli for me he's the most explosive all those Arsenal mids if they go and win four or five nil or four or five and then concede some goals. For me, Martinelli is the one that I think is most likely to get a couple of goals. Yes, Saka does have penalties. Yes, for me, he's the most consistent of the Arsenal mids, but Martinelli on his day, I feel like is more direct. He's more focal. He's more sort of central than maybe Saka is playing out on that right wing. So I love Martinelli as a pick. His points per 90 are up there and actually better than we have with Bakayasaka. Saka. So we have 6.4 for Martinelli and we had 5.7 for Bakayasaka. Saka. It's just that little bit of rotation fear that I have with Martinelli, which is why I've gone and backed Bakaya Saka in my draft. But the fixtures are there. The underlying numbers are there. He's on some corners as well when he plays. He's a great pick. So Martinelli, the only 8 million mid that we have in here, and we jump down to Phil Foden at 7.5. Is this the season of Phil Foden? We saw Mares leave, we've seen Gundogan go, which means there is that central midfield spot plus that right wing spot, which in theory... Phil Foden could go and fill. Now, 7.5 million is a fantastic price for him if we know come the start of the season that he is likely to get the minutes. The best thing about Phil Foden, Manchester City are the early kickoff against Burnley. Now, whether you like early team news or whether you don't, whether you think it's good for FPL, that debate will rage on. However, it is likely that we hear whether Phil Foden is going to be starting, where he's going to be starting for Manchester City in the opening game week one fixture. So I'll, of course, be keeping an eye on that on my deadline stream for game week one, but I do. Really like Phil Foden. His underlying numbers when he gets on the pitch are crazy. Six point seven eight points per ninety. Now that's because he gets a lot of minutes off the bench, and if you score off the bench, your points per ninety are really good because you only end up playing twenty or so minutes. But even so, with the reduced minutes he had last season, getting eleven goals, seven assists is crazy returns. He links up really well. I think with Erling Haaland, if he can get into that Manchester City team consistently over the first six weeks where their fixtures are so so good, I think he's the best value asset in the whole game. Now, another 7.5 million asset. And now those of you who follow me on Twitter will be wondering, why are you putting Madison in your best midfielders if you've spent half of preseason saying that Madison is not a good asset? I just want to discuss it a little bit and talk about whether I think Madison is a good option for the start of the season or whether it's not. I'll start off by saying, look at the fixtures for the first two, Brentford away, Manchester United at home. I think we need to wait and see what we get with Spurs. Their performances in preseason have been pretty mixed so far. So I would wait and see what we get from them. If game week three comes and they look really good and Madison is playing central attacking midfield and he looks really focal and really involved, then great. Bournemouth away, Burnley away, Sheffield United at home. We can go and pick him up. His underlying data for last season is not that useful because he was playing, of course, at Leicester. So the points he's got is not necessarily that useful because he did play for a relegated side. But getting 10 goals and 9 assists in a team that did get relegated is not bad. But for me, Madison is one that I'm going to be waiting and seeing on. I'll wait and see how they perform in the first couple. Then potentially I'll go and make a move. But I think Phil Foden will start the season. So at 7.5 million, I prefer the Manchester City man. Jumping down a price point again, we have Jared Bowen of West Ham, a man that is doing so well in pre-season. And actually, they're sort of playing a 3-5-2 formation, which is putting Jared Bowen quite central and quite far forward as well. His points per 90 were not that great last season. He played basically 90 minutes in every match, six goals and nine assists. Last season wasn't his season, but if he's gonna be playing that more central forward role, he could do really well as he's doing in pre-season. Now, the opening start to the season, I can't decide if these fixtures are good or not, Bournemouth, Brighton, Luton in their first four with Chelsea as well. But three of those fixtures do come away from home and only one of them are at home. And then their next home fixture is Manchester City and then Liverpool. He's not a bad option. If he was 6.5 and the same price as the likes of Eze, the likes of Matoma, the likes of Bueno everyone would be considering and i think he'll be a really highly owned asset it's just that 0.5 million more that people are unsure on bowen so they are probably favoring to go elsewhere which is why his ownership is only at 5.9 percent but i wouldn't be surprised if he got a good amount of tacking returns over that first four i suppose the issue for me is when game week five and six come around you're probably not going to want to start him so seven million for the player that's going to sit on your bench in those couple of weeks is not great particularly at the start of the season when you don't have a lot of value. He's one I'm keeping an eye on. If he does really well for the rest of preseason, he may squeeze his way into my team. I do think he's a great option, especially with the new positioning he's got. He's one to wait and see with at the moment. Not completely sure about what to do with Bowen. I think he has potential though. Jumping down a price point again and Eze is next. 6.5 million, Crystal Palace, 159 points last season, 10 goals, 5 assists, did very well at the end of last season when he started linking up well with Elise. Zaha, of course, has left for Crystal Palace, which likely means that Eze is going to be their penalty taker as well. Their opening run of fixtures is not bad. You'd probably want to own him for the first six or so even longer, because the first three are okay. Sheffield United on the first day of the season is good. Then it's Arsenal, then it's Brentford, but then it gets a little bit better after then. So he's maybe one you could rotate in or you could just start and hold him for the you know first six to eight game weeks of the season and see how he does. Set and forget option in your team. I do really like him and I think he's going to have to be the focal point of that Crystal Palace team. I don't see them going in sort of filling a big name player in replace of Zaha. I think they'll be relying on Eze and hopefully Elise if he's a back fit in A, B if he doesn't leave before the start of the season as well which he's being linked with. The underlying data is maybe actually not as good as the actual returns. He overperformed his numbers last season averaging 0.36 expected returns per 90 so that's a return every three games or so and actually he got more than that scoring a lot of Thunderbolts scoring a lot of Worldies as well so I do like him at 6.5 but the other two options we've got in here I think I prefer him even though Zaha's gone and he'll probably be the main man. Next up, for me, the best 6.5 million mid in the game at the moment is Brian Umbuemo. 6.5 million and in one and four teams. Online data was really good last season, averaging almost half an attacking return per 90 minutes. He played nine goals, nine assists in a poor season for him, to be honest. Again... Tony's not going to be there, so we don't know exactly where they're going to line up. In preseason, he has been playing right wing. It's not been centrally where we want him, which is why a lot of you might be considering Visa at Brentford as well, who does look like he's going to be taking that central position, who's also a great asset. I still think Embuemo's great, particularly given the fixtures. The only fixture that I would be worried about playing him in is game week five, where they have Newcastle away. Tottenham at home on the opening day, given the way they're defending, they're playing Ben Davies at centre back at the moment. Then they have Fulham, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, and Everton in their first six as well. For me, it's the fixtures more than anything. I think Brentford will score a couple of goals in a lot of these games. Happy to set and forget either him or Visa in my starting lineup for that run of fixtures. Maybe game week five I'll reconsider, but he's just a nice one. You don't want to be having loads of players in your team for the start of the season that you're going to have to sell early on because they're fixtures turned. So Brentford are great for just buying, holding and just leaving in your team. Next up, actually the most popular 6.5 mid at the moment is Matoma of Brighton. We'll talk a little bit about Pascal Gross and March in this section as well, but he was really good at the end of last season, Matoma, averaging 0.5 expected returns per 90 minutes, so one every two games, averaged over five points per 90 as well. The opening three fixtures are why a lot of people are going in on Brighton assets. Luton and West Ham at home with Wolves away in their first three, and of course they finished the season quite well we owned a lot of them because of all their double game weeks as well now i think everyone's going on him and i do think he's the best option because his underlying data his expected points per 90 per whatever you want to look at is better than both pascal gross and Solly march as well but Solly march doesn't have very much competition on that right wing he's slightly more direct as well Pascal Gross, I'm probably not going to go with. I'm just not sure exactly where he's going to line up, exactly what position he's going to play. He's probably going to end up being a little bit deeper than maybe we've seen him in previous seasons. So for me, it is still Matoma versus March. I don't think March is getting enough of a look in. I think a lot of people are seeing that Matoma is so highly owned and just going and buying him. I think March could be a really nice asset, and they don't really have much competition out on that right hand side. And actually Matoma's look quite why during preseason so far at the moment Matoma is the one i'd advise and he's the one in my draft at the moment but i am keeping an eye on march in preseason and i think you should as well Jumping down prize points, another Brighton midfielder, this time 5.5 is Nciso. Now, he was a lot in my team until I saw Jao Pedro play the other day. I still think Nciso will start the season as their sort of number 10 behind either Ferguson or Welbeck. I do think Jao Pedro has been brought in to play the same role that Nciso is playing at the moment, which of course is the concern. However, again, I still think the start of the season, given how Nciso finished the end of last season, four goals, three assists, but he only played a handful of games, averaging over five points per 90 as well. If we know that Nciso is going to play every game, he's a better asset than Matoma. He's a better asset than March. Not just a better value asset, but actually I reckon he'll score more points than both of them, which is why he's in the list and why he's in my latest draft as well. Over those three games, Lucent at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home, I think he could be great. Jao Pedro looks really good and I think he'll get minutes particularly when Europe starts yes he's there sort of big money signing we've broken the record signing Jao Pedro but they had to do that if they're going to try and compete in Europe they're going to have to sign a few more high profile names if they are going to want to continue at the rate they're going at so I really like Antiso. he's in my latest draft I do think he'll start at least two of those first three 5.5 million you can't go that wrong with him. Next up is another 5.5 midfielder who's just been added to the game is Dan Juma, who was on loan at Spurs last season, didn't get very many minutes, and now has gone to Everton on loan. So don't worry too much about the sort of data we've got on the right-hand side here. He averaged over six points per 90 because he only scored one goal, but he basically played no minutes and scored once off the bench, which is why his points per 90 is so high. The reason he's in there is the opening fixtures for Everton are really nice. Fulham at home, Wolves at home in their first three, and Sheffield United in game week four away from home I think he could do well. I think I'd probably favour in still at the moment over him. If you do want to take a punt early on and he looks like he's embedded in that team early on in the season, then great. They are going to need someone who can score goals. It looks like calvert is going to miss the start of the season. Damari Gray, a lot of those other midfielders have not been reliable for goals for Everton in previous seasons. So Danjuma might have to be the one. 5.5 million when they... I'm sure there'll be a time we'll all be considering him. And they opening four are not bad. So I do think he's worth a look if he does well in pre-season. And finally, we won't spend loads of time, my 4.5 million midfielder, that I would go with at the moment is Nakamba at Luton Town. He was on loan with them when they got promoted, and he's gone back there from Aston Villa, hence the kit that he's in. His underlying data is rubbish. One goal, one assist last season. The opening three fixes are not great, including a blank in game week two, but he's probably going to sit on your bench every week. He's the only 4.5 we have at the moment who looks nailed to start every single game. He is a defensive midfielder, but he's probably the one that I'd be choosing at the moment. So if you need a 4.5 just to play every week, get you two points if you need him, probably Nakamba at the moment. So we've covered 14 midfielders. I have there's probably going to be some that you think, you know, Odegaard, Son, some of the cheaper ones that I've missed out. But these are the 14 that I'm actually considering in my FPL team at the moment. I don't want to advise buying you players that I wouldn't be buying into my own team. That seems like completely pointless and selling you something that isn't actually going to happen. So these are 14 players that I'm considering for my own team. Let me know what you think. Let me know who you are generally considering that I may have missed off the list as well. Is it Odegaard? Is it Son? Mason Mount, for example? Let me know all of that in the comment section down below. Leave any questions you have about your team about fpl as well the 1000 likes on the video is always the target subscribe if you have not already and we'll be back again very soon sports social podcast network